your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 421 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Who are this season's top 50 NHL players? Find out on the Locked On NHL podcast. Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast on YouTube and turn your notifications on so that you never miss an episode. And today, it's basically just going to be the Rod Gilbert show. Of course, uh, Mr. Gilbert passed away on Sunday at the age of 80. It's now Monday morning as I'm recording this, so obviously a very sad day uh, for Ranger fans everywhere. One of just the all-time greats. We'll get into all his stats and his accolades and everything else uh, in due time here. He was known as Mr. Ranger and passed away in New York City at the age of 80. He is survived by his four children and his wife. And I want to go ahead and read you guys a couple of statements from the New York Rangers. This one comes to us from James Dolan. I am deeply saddened by the passing of Rod Gilbert, one of the greatest Rangers to ever play for our organization and one of the greatest ambassadors the game of hockey has ever had. While his on-ice achievements rightly made him a Hall of Famer, it was his love for the Rangers and the people of New York that endeared him to generations of fans and forever earned him the title, Mr. Ranger. Our thoughts are with Rod's wife, Judy, and the entire Gilbert family during this difficult time. They will always be a part of the Ranger family. And then I want to go ahead and uh, read one from Chris Jury as well. Everyone in the Rangers organization mourns the loss of a true New York icon. Rod's remarkable talent and zest for life personified this city and endeared him to hockey fans and non-hockey fans alike. Growing up a young Rangers fan, one of the first names I ever heard about was Rod Bear. He was synonymous with Rangers hockey. It was an incredible privilege to get to know Rod. His passion and dedication to the Rangers will forever be a source of inspiration for me. And I think the biggest challenge as a locked-on host whenever something like this happens is trying to do right by the individual. You know, it's usually a player and just kind of try to capture who he was as a player, who he was as an individual, and just kind of go through his career and and make sure you don't miss anything. And I'll do my best here, but with Rod Gilbert, a very difficult challenge here because he was just such a beloved Ranger, universally beloved Ranger, and just a phenomenal player and a phenomenal human being as well. But I think we got to start with the fact that Gilbert was the first player in New York Ranger history to have his number retired. That happened all the way back on October 14, 1979. His number seven hangs in the rafters at Madison Square Garden to this day, alongside both of his teammates on the gag line. More about them in a second as well. But Gilbert played his whole career with the New York Rangers. You know, we've talked, uh, we've been talking about Henrik Lundqvist quite a bit over these past couple of days here. I did an appearance on Locked on NHL, which is out today as well. And you know, obviously it's different. Henrik Lundqvist retired. Rod Gilbert passed away. But anytime you have somebody who spent his entire career with one organization, in this case, obviously the Rangers organization, I think that's a really cool, really special thing. It doesn't happen very often in professional sports where you get a legendary, iconic player that plays a decade plus for one organization. Again, it's very rare, but that's exactly what Gilbert did uh, with the New York Rangers. And his career spanned 19 seasons. He played one game for the Rangers in 1960-1961, and he also played one game with the Rangers the following season in 1961-1962. He only became a regular in 1962-1963, and the rest is history, as they say. But if you count those first two seasons where he played just one game apiece, then yes, Rod Bear 
was with the Rangers for nearly two decades, 19 seasons. That in and of itself is absolutely jaw-dropping to have uh, that kind of longevity. Again, that's something that's very rare in sports as well. Somebody playing their sport for uh, two decades, especially one that is as physically and mentally demanding as hockey is. But when it was all said and done, Gilbert had laced up his skates for 1,065 career regular season games with the New York Rangers. He scored 406 goals, dished out 615 assists. So he had 1,021 points in those 1,065 games. He came close to the 100-point plateau on a couple of occasions. He had 97 points in 1971-1972. That was when the Rangers went to the Stanley Cup Finals. More on that in due time here as well. He also had another season in 1974-1975 where he once again came up with 97 points. So within a hair of the 100-point plateau on a couple of occasions there. And then in an additional 79 career Stanley Cup playoff games, Gilbert scored 34 goals, notched 33 assists. So he had 67 points in 79 Stanley Cup playoff games. Unfortunately, as we all know, or most of us probably know, no Stanley Cup for Rod Gilbert, but he and the Rangers did make it to the finals in 1971-1972. They lost to the Bruins in six games, but Gilbert was absolutely phenomenal in that run. 16 games for the Rangers in that playoff uh, run that the Rangers had there. Scored seven goals, dished out eight assists. He had kind of a quiet series in the first round. The Rangers beat the Montreal Canadiens that season in six games. Uh, they then swept the Chicago Blackhawks in the semifinals, and Gilbert in that series really kind of took off. He scored two goals in game two, and then in the closing game four, the Rangers, of course, finishing the sweep of the Blackhawks, Gilbert scored a goal and picked up three assists. And then in the finals, the Rangers, of course, as we just mentioned, they lost in six games to the Boston Bruins, so that's obviously unfortunate. That was as close as Gilbert and that core group of Rangers came to winning a Stanley Cup. Uh, but the Rangers won games three and five in the finals against the Boston Bruins. Gilbert had a goal and two assists in game one in a losing effort. The Bruins won that game 6-5. to five. The Rangers were down 5-1, to one, tied the game in the third period, and then unfortunately the Bruins take the lead 6-5 to five with barely two minutes to go, and that was indeed the final score as well. Uh, but then, when the Rangers really had their backs against the wall, they were down two games to none in the series. Gilbert just went off in game three. He scored two goals and picked up an assist, and the Rangers won 5-2. to two. As we mentioned, though, unfortunately, uh, just wasn't meant to be. The Bruins ended up beating the Rangers in the Stanley Cup Finals that season. But we are just scratching the surface here. We have not even gotten into, uh, you know, some of the accolades that he's won and the gag line. We got to talk about them for sure. And we also got to talk about some of the challenges he faced both in his career and, and just in his life in general and some of the things he did away from the rink. And we will get into all that good stuff in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. 
Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, so I want to go ahead and just talk a little bit about some of the adversity that Roger Bear faced early in his career and really in his life. I mean, you're going to see in just a second just how close we came to never really getting to see Roger Bear play for the Rangers at all, much less go on to having uh, just an amazing NHL Hall of Fame career. Before Bear ever even got to the NHL, he was playing for the Guelph Bitmore Mad Hatters of the OHL, and in his final season with the team, which was in 1960, Bear slipped on some garbage that was on the ice and fell backward into the boards. He broke a vertebrae in his neck, and he was actually temporarily paralyzed. So that is just terrifying stuff. And at that point, you're not thinking about your hockey career. I mean, I, I can't speak for Bear, but I just assume any professional athlete, any hockey player in this situation, they're not going to be thinking about playing, you know, 19 seasons for the New York Rangers. They're going to be thinking about just being able to walk again and just being able to feel their feet again. So uh, temporary paralysis. So obviously uh, just a horrifying incident there. But he underwent surgery. And then there were actually some complications during the surgery. Uh, specifically, there was hemorrhaging in his leg. And the doctors who performed the surgery were afraid they were going to have to amputate his leg. But fortunately, Gilbert pulled through and recovered and obviously went on to a fantastic career. But his career was once again in jeopardy all the way back in the 1965-1966 season with the New York Rangers. He only played in 34 games that year because he needed to go through a second spinal fusion surgery. But he came back the next season and had 46 points in 64 games. And despite facing all this adversity and going through all these injuries, he was still just kind of getting going in his NHL career. His best seasons were still ahead of him at this point. He went on to play another 11 seasons with the New York Rangers. Those two 97-point campaigns that we talked about just a short time ago here, those were still in front of him. He was basically a point-per-game player for the rest of his NHL career, maybe the last season or two notwithstanding. But it kind of leads me into something else that I want to talk about, and that is the gag line. We've kind of alluded to that a couple of times already here today. But he was part of this ultra-stacked, New York Ranger top line of Jean Rattel, Vic Hadfield, and of course Gilbert himself. Gag stood for goal a game, which is basically what they did for as long as they were together. They averaged about a goal per game. Uh, Hadfield was also the Ranger captain, and Gilbert was an alternate captain. And in 1971-1972, during that season, again, that's the season that the Rangers went to the Stanley Cup Finals and lost to the Boston Bruins. But Rattel, Hadfield, and Gilbert finished third, fourth, and fifth in the league in scoring. So anybody who's kind of been, uh, you know, either sending me messages on Twitter or anybody who's been emailing me or anybody that I've talked to in any way during this podcast who is in favor of stacking the current Ranger top line and having, you know, Mika Zibanejad and Artemi Panarin out there together. Maybe on the right wing, you go with Capo Caco, but that's fuel for for your your case there, basically, because you see what this ultra-stacked top line of the Rangers did uh, several decades ago. Again, Rattel, Hadfield, and Gilbert just absolutely going out there and killing it every night. I'm still kind of in the in the camp of let's keep Panarin and Zibanejad on different lines. But again, hey, if you want to make your case, uh, there's there's more ammunition for it. 
But anyway, back to uh, the gag line here. They were broken up in 1974 when Hadfield was traded to the Penguins in exchange for Nick Beverly. And the next season, Rattel was traded with Brad Park and Joe Zanussi to the Bruins in exchange for Carol Vadnai and Phil Esposito. So obviously a blockbuster deal. At the time, it was considered probably the biggest trade in NHL history. And at that time, there's a very good chance that it was. Uh, you know, trades like that weren't as prolific back then as they are now. And obviously, there's a tremendous amount of talent moving in each direction there. You know, we fast forward uh, several decades here, really. There was a ceremony on February 25th, 2018, so just a couple of years ago, where the Rangers retired Jean Rattel's number. And of course, he was part of that gag line along with Gilbert and Hadfield. And during the ceremony, Rattel and Gilbert announced that Hadfield's number 11 would be retired during the 2018-2019 season, and that indeed happened on December 2nd, 2018. So the entire gag line is now represented in the MSG rafters. All three of them have had their numbers retired as well they should have, uh, just phenomenal players. And the three of them actually did an interview together on MSG between periods on the night that Hadfield had his jersey retired and raised into the rafters there, and they all look great. You know, they're all 80 years old right now. Obviously, Gilbert, you know, he just passed. He passed at the age of 80. The other two are also 80 years old right on the dot, so they would have been in their late 70s when this interview was done, and I thought they all looked good. They all had their uh, their wits about them, and they were all kind of joking around with each other, and Gilbert, you know, he, he was asked about, you know, remembering his jersey retirement ceremony, and he was joking. He wasn't sure if he could remember all the way back when his number was retired. But you could tell how much it meant to him and really to all three members of the gag line that all three of them had now had their jerseys retired by the team and that all three of them had their numbers uh, in the rafters all right up there together and all in the appropriate position as well, left wing, center, and right wing. And just one last stat I got to throw at you with this gag line here because this is just, just stupid impressive. In 1971-1972, again, that's the team for the Rangers that went to the Stanley Cup Finals and lost to the Bruins in six games. But that line, those three players, they combined for 302 points that season. That was the most by a Ranger line in the history of the team. But in just a second, we're going to wrap up by talking a little bit about Gilbert, what he did on the ice, some of the accolades that he won, as well as some of the things that he's done away from the ice. There's a whole lot to get to, and I will do my best to once again do justice to one of the all-time greatest players to everywhere in New York Ranger jersey. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. 
It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just gotta try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, I wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit about the end of Jill Bear's career with the New York Rangers and also talk a little bit about how he retired one year too early. And I'll explain what I mean in just a second there. But basically, at the end of his career, Jill Bear got into a contract dispute with Ranger General Manager John Ferguson, and Jill Bear ended up retiring after the season. His last season with the Rangers, he skated in just 19 games, scored two goals, and had seven assists. But what really, frankly, sucks here is that he narrowly missed out on the Ranger run to the 1979 Stanley Cup Finals. He retired at the end of the season just before that, and I just mentioned his stats. Obviously, they were down a little bit, but in his second-to-last season with the New York Rangers, Gilbert had 75 points in 77 games at the age of 35. So clearly, he still had something left in the tank, and he was only 36 when he retired. He would have been 37 for that 1978-1979 season, and who knows what could have happened. I mean, maybe... Maybe that would have been his last season, and he would have just said, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to empty the tank, and maybe, just maybe, Gilbert would have been the difference maker. You know, the Rangers made it to the Stanley Cup Finals that season, and they lost in five games to the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, as I say that, him being the difference maker, I then remember the enormity of the task of trying to beat that literal Hall of Fame Montreal Canadiens team, but the Rangers had a lot of good players, and... You know, they lost in five games. Maybe if Joe Bear's there, it makes a difference, and they stay in the series a little bit longer. Maybe they get it to, like, seven games, and, I mean, anything can happen in a game seven. Uh, who knows? Who's to say what would have happened for sure? But it really is unfortunate that Joe Bear uh, did not get to be a part of that Stanley Cup run in 1979 when he possibly could have made the difference in the finals against that great Montreal Canadiens team. But as far as some of the accolades that Joe Bear won in his career, I mean, how much time do we have? Because we could be here all day with this stuff. I've already mentioned a couple of them. But one that I want to start with was in 1976, Bear won the Bill Masterson Trophy. Uh, that is given annually to the NHL player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to the game. And he almost won this trophy, what I would say, retroactively because he won it in 1976, and the reason he won was for his perseverance over all the injuries that he sustained during his NHL career. But by this point, I mean, that injury, the one that um, almost basically debilitated him and, you know, put a stop to his hockey career, that happened about 10 years before him winning this award. So he won the award for it quite a bit later, almost a decade but at that same time, I suppose that by then, you know, 10 years into the future, by now everybody knew who Jill Bear was and what he was doing in his NHL career. And everybody knew at that point that he was going to be a slam dunk Hall of Famer. So I suppose it makes sense in that regard uh, that, you know, he overcame all those injuries and overcame nearly having to have his leg amputated and went on to put up Hall of Fame numbers. And of course, he is now in the NHL Hall of Fame today. I just thought that was interesting that he won that trophy uh, so much later after the adversity that he originally faced. 
A uh, couple other things that I can mention here. He still holds the Ranger team record for goals with 406 and points with 1,021. And he holds the Ranger record for consecutive games with an assist by a forward with 10. And he shares the Ranger record for assists in one game with five. He did that on three separate occasions. And really, we might as well just keep going with these accolades here. He won the Hart Trophy for the league MVP twice. He did it in 1966-67, as well as 1971-72. He made the NHL's first All-Star team in 1971-1972. He also made the NHL's second All-Star team in 1967-1968. And he was an eight-time All-Star, 1964, 65, 67, 69, 70, 72, 75, and 77. He scored four goals in a game against his hometown Montreal Canadiens. And he won the Lesser Patrick Trophy in 19. 1991. What this does is it honors a recipient's contribution to hockey in the United States. It is considered a non-NHL trophy because it can be awarded to players, coaches, officials, and other people outside the NHL. And then this is an interesting one. He was also awarded the Ellis Island Medal of Honor, which if you're not familiar with that, it's because it's not a hockey award at all. It's presented annually According to the organization, the medal is to recognize individuals who have made it their mission to share with those less fortunate their wealth of knowledge, indomitable courage, boundless compassion, unique talents, and selfless generosity. They do so while acknowledging their debt to their ethnic heritage as they uphold the ideals and spirit of America. And I mean, this award has been given to U.S. presidents, world leaders, Nobel Prize winners. So a very prestigious company that Rod Gilbert joins there, uh, winning this Ellis Island Medal of Honor. And, you know, it's one thing for me to come on here and talk and talk about Rod Gilbert. And again, I hope I did him justice here. But I figure, you know, to kind of wrap up today, I could look around social media a little bit and see what some other uh, prominent hockey personalities are saying about Mr. Gilbert. And this one comes to us from Howie Rose. This is crushing. Rod Gilbert has passed away. I can't even explain how much he and his teammates meant to me as a young hockey fan, but Rod was the Rangers and vice versa. So involved with the New York community and a huge star in this town back in the day. A wonderful person, RIP. And then this one comes to us from Linda Cohn. She posted a picture of herself alongside Rod Gilbert, and this is what she had to say. Extremely saddened to hear about the passing of Ranger all-time great and Hockey Hall of Famer Rod Gilbert at the age of 80. Rod always had a smile on his face. He was a true gentleman and a class act who made everyone feel appreciated. I already miss him. R.I.P. Rod 7. And then this comes to us from Adam Graves. There are no words that can adequately express how much Rod Gilbert has meant to me, the entire New York Rangers organization, the people of New York, and the game of hockey. When I first arrived in New York in 1991, Rod was one of the first people I met. His passion for the Rangers was evident immediately, and he instantly welcomed me into the Rangers family. His extensive work in the community with countless organizations was always a source of inspiration for me. He provided everyone with the example of what it means to be a ranger. It was a privilege to know Rod. He will be dearly missed. And then this one comes to us from Stan Fischler. The passing of Rangers Rod Gilbert stuns me to the core. Suffice to say that in all my half century plus on the beat, I never met a player who combined talent, niceness, love of New York, and his hockey club like Rod. Like Henrik Lundqvist, Rod was a mensch among the menches. And then I'll leave you guys with this one. I think this is a good one to end with. Uh, Ken Campbell posted a tweet. Uh, he said that he had just spoken with Brad Park about his former teammate, Rod Gilbert. And this is what Park had to say about Gilbert. He was the most wonderful man I ever met. Ever. And I think that pretty much sums it up. That pretty much sums up how Ranger fans feel about Rod Gilbert. It sums up how his contemporaries feel about him. And I 
really hope, you know, again, he retired eight years before I was born. So unfortunately, I never had the pleasure of watching Gilbert play in a live hockey game. Obviously, you know, you can go back and look at some things on YouTube, but it's not quite the same. I think a lot of people know that. And so with all that said, you know, the Rangers obviously lost a very dear member of the family here and somebody who was an absolute legend. And if there's anybody listening to this who was lucky enough to have been around to watch Rod Gilbert do what he did for the New York Rangers, if anybody has a story to tell, whether it's meeting Rod Gilbert in person, whether it's watching a certain game that the Rangers played while Gilbert was on the team, whatever it might be, definitely feel free to reach out to me and let me know about it, and I'll be more than happy to uh, share your experience. Read your email or your Twitter message or whatever it might be. Read it on a future episode of Locked on New York Rangers. And that goes for Henrik Lundqvist, too. Obviously, it's very different. Henrik Lundqvist retired, and, you know, Roger Bear passed away, but same thing, you know. Henrik Lundqvist isn't going to be playing in the NHL anymore, and if anybody has a story or an experience with Henrik Lundqvist that they would like to share, by all means, reach out to me. And again, I would be more than happy to read it on a future episode of Locked on Rangers, whether it's about Lundqvist or Jill Bear. Uh, but that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. We will be having three episodes next week. I'm actually going to be leaving on vacation on Thursday. And again, it is Monday morning as I'm recording this, or we're into Monday afternoon now, but you get the idea. And we will have three pre-recorded Locked on New York Ranger episodes for you guys next week. And if there's any breaking news between now and when those episodes publish, obviously it's not going to be covered in those episodes and we'll just tackle it when we get back. But there will be three pre-recorded Locked on New York Ranger episodes for you guys next week. And we're going to start with a crossover with Mr. Chris Maselli of Locked on Colorado Avalanche. I want to talk a little bit of hockey with Chris and also get the skinny on Patrick Namath, who the Rangers obviously picked up in free agency this offseason. Uh, but that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. The only other announcement is to, once again, if you played in the Locked on New York Rangers Fantasy League last season and you would like to secure your spot to play again this season, then definitely email me or send me a DM on Twitter, and uh, you'll reclaim your spot. And if you didn't play last year, and you want to kind of save your place in line, if other people from last year don't return this year, then definitely email me or DM me on Twitter as well. I will do the best I can to accommodate everyone. All right, so I'm editing the episode, and I'm noticing now that there's some other sad news to report, unfortunately, and that is that uh, Jimmy Hayes, NHL veteran of seven seasons, played for four different teams, Dies at the age of 31. He passed away on Monday, was found dead in his home. And as of now, uh, at least as of this recording, uh, no cause of death has yet been announced. But Hayes is actually the older brother of Kevin Hayes, who obviously spent a handful of seasons with the New York Rangers and is now on the Philadelphia Flyers. Just absolutely awful news. Uh, Jimmy Hayes is survived by his wife, as well as his two children. One of them was two years old. One of them was three months old. So just absolutely awful heart-wrenching news, and it just feels like there's too much of this happening lately in the hockey world. I mean, I, I don't really know what else to say. It's just an absolute tragedy, and obviously our hearts go out to the entire Hayes family, Kevin Hayes included. Our, our thoughts and prayers are with them, and uh, just hope they can get through what is obviously a, a extremely difficult time right now. So uh, rest in peace to Jimmy Hayes. Again, just, just awful news hearing that, um, again, he's gone at the age of just 31. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. 
Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.